Hey everyone, welcome back to Scripting Sales. I'm your host, Ryan Paris. I am the CEO and founder of Superhuman Prospecting, as well as the founder and principal at the H2H Method and the author of the soon to be published Trust Call. Uh, we have two very special guests today. And these two team members of mine uh, work at Superhuman Prospecting. They are on our tech and project management side. So they don't act interact with our prospects, our clients as much as many other uh, team members here, but they are certainly just as important to the process of delivering quality leads and appointments and making everything run smoothly here. And I'm bringing them on today to scripting sales because there has been a lot of conversation around chat GPT and how it could potentially, or has already changed the sales world. And especially when we're talking about scripting and conversation structure, there have been, uh, there's been a lot of banter around how chat GPT is changing that world. Is it eliminating certain roles? Is it creating certain roles? Is it advancing the sales profession? Is it taking it a step back? especially when we're talking about cold calling and selling uh, as it relates to the human to human aspect that is still very prevalent in the space. So this is not my area of mastery, if I do say. Uh, however, these two have been on it like a hawk and uh, I think may result in some fun banter that uh, they don't really get to get into too much on the job. So I'm hoping that we're going to uh, be able to sort of reveal some things, some thoughts about you know, uh, their interpretation of what's going to happen uh, to the world and to the sales space in particular, and also, you know, see if we can kind of reach some new ideas or reach some new um, theories about how this will impact or not. So welcome. We have Brian Ward and Jonah Howard. Brian is our senior uh, systems analyst here. Brian, what exactly do you do here at Superhuman? Well, a lot, a lot of the time I'm working on programming or automations. Um, and really, really my job is, is if you boil it down, it's helping people do their job better. Uh, that's, that's how I like to summarize it. So through, I agree. through process or, or technology, you know, trying to make things more efficient for people. Yeah. And I've seen that firsthand. You actually started here as what position? I was a client SDR. You started as a client SDR who also had a proclivity towards the tech side and saw some changes or improvements that could be made on our current system and uh, in your own way in your own regard without us asking you gave us a result that uh an idea that you had worked on that ended up changing the way that we do reporting for our clients so that's amazing and why you're here today and doing that very thing over and over and over again in different departments now right yep yep i love it that's amazing and then we have jonah howard our director of technology welcome hi everybody Good to be here. Very yeah. So what exactly do you do as a director of technology? Well, simply put, I direct new technology development. So that means new software, new tools. Uh, and of course, I also help maintain existing systems that we have. So you combine innovation of new things and maintenance of current systems. Awesome. And I also know that uh, you are in a lot of meetings collaborating with different uh, team members as well, you know, about the potential use cases or ideas. Um, mm -hmm. How do you see that collaboration as important to your role within, within our company and with vendors and other folks that you interact with? Oh, collaboration is absolutely key in any type of development. I mean, if you don't know what your exact objective is of that development is just kind of pointless. Like you'll end up with some type of product that does something kind of relevant maybe, but it really takes you being 
heavily involved in exactly what the use case needs to be for you to really understand exactly what's developed and exactly yeah. what's needed. So that is a critical point of development. Yeah, you've done an excellent job communicating with teams and getting to where we need to go to have the systems running. Now, the one thing I want to preface here is, you know, to have such a passionate and, uh, you know, a tech team such as you two plus our others that are so motivated and highly tech focused, but working with a company that evangelizes human to human, that creates a, a funny and interesting dynamic, right? Because on one side of the coin, you have someone like myself who is all about that human to human interaction. You know, I've the whole team knows that I love in person and the whole team knows that I love cold calling. But at the same time, it's not always feasible to only focus on just that cold conversation or only focus on in person since we are in a digital world working remotely. There's so many systems, tech, technology, and digitization of what we do. And so to have kind of those two separate uh, you know, fields and, and synergizing um, we found to be super critical, but it still doesn't mean that we don't have our own opinions. And I'm hoping to get into that a little bit today, you know, about the impact, you know, how much will human to human be relevant in the near future and how much more will technology be even more relevant than it is now, which opens up my next question, which is basically around the topic today around chat GPT and selling, but let's start, let's start with a broad question. You know, both of you guys have been very uh, in tune with what's going on. Uh, one of you in particular, uh, which I love. I love the fact that you guys are on the, uh, what's the word, avant-garde of ChatGPT, really taking in the information as it's being presented and transmitting that to us and how it's going to impact. So from a global sense, and either one of you can go first, how have you seen ChatGPT impacting the world as it stands right now? I, I think it's, I think it's changing everything. I, I don't, I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but I, I think this technology has applications in almost every single industry imaginable. I'm, I'm, I've had a hard time finding an industry that, that this doesn't have some kind of application in large language models and natural language interpretation helps in so many areas. And for, for the past, maybe a decade or, or two, we saw, we saw advances in technology like cell phones. I could, you could say cell phone and maybe social media, but <clears throat> nothing, nothing with artificial intelligence has changed as fast as the past couple of years with GPT and large language models. And so you had said you, you, you know, it sounds like you put some thought of this too, that chat GPT is, you know, more is impacting every industry. What industries would you say that chat GPT will impact the most compared to what would be impacted the least if, if you have that? Well, um, the two main applications and in industries I can, I can immediately think of are content creation. So content writers who either write, write blogs, articles, um, books like yourself, um, writing, helping, helping people write content like that. Um, and programmers. So people like us, hmm. oh, okay. we program and code a lot and GPT has some incredible, incredible interpretation with, with programming a code. Interesting. And what about you, Jonah? Where do you see chat GPT impacting the world? Is it similar to Brian in those spaces or do you see it a little bit differently? Definitely very similar. I think any job that relies heavily on communication, especially in a written form, um, you know, soon as it's continuing to develop, we're getting into audio communication it's capable of doing uh, at more and more convincing levels, right? But in terms of written words, uh, it's already extremely good at forming cohesive sentences, 
um, correct grammar. So any job that relies just significantly on writing words is impacted. Um, I think, you know, some of the hardest things GPT has to get to is decision-making. So jobs that heavily uh, rely around ability to take in many, many different inputs and interpret what the priority should be and evaluate a decision, that's mm. going to be difficult for it. Um, okay. There are a couple other things, you know, physical labor, that type of thing, like will eventually come and so will decision-making. Uh, but for now, anything that's strictly kind of communication and, and like intro to relationship building, that can be really automated heavily by ChatGPT. You know, and that, and that kind of goes to my next question, which is, you know, how about the sales world? You know, we see it in a couple of different applications. You know, I've heard it in, uh, before we transition over here, I've heard about some of my teacher friends, you know, uh, developing their curriculum for a day or a week or a quarter using chat GPT. And they said they've saved themselves hours and hours, you know, or, or editing, uh, you know, some basic homework they were able to do. And so I thought that was really unique or different that I haven't heard because that's not really my world, you know? So I thought, uh, you know, it seems like it's, it is very pervasive. And like you said, anything content written, you know, in a digital format is certainly impacted. So how about the sales world? Let's go there. How is it, how would you say that it's helping or hurting? How is it helping? How is it hurting the sales world in particular? Cold calling, cold email, uh, you know, sales presentations, sales process, sales ops, sales tech. Mm -hmm. Well, it definitely has been impacting all of those. Uh, we can get into how it's impacting cold calling us in a little bit here, but really the, the main thing that I notice is impacting cold emailing. I don't know how many of you also get this, but I get at least five emails probably a week that are very clearly written by chat GPT. And they're usually scraping some information of mine off of LinkedIn or something like that. And they, they write a decently cohesive email uh, you know, relating all this different information it has on me and saying, you know, Jonah, we'd like to reach out and meet you or something like that. So that's the, the immediate impact I see. I'm like, I read these emails and it's like, I don't think a human wrote this. <laughs> yeah, let's, either... let's stop there. What, what... Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. It, a lot of the time with those marketing emails that, that I've noticed is it, it, it does correctly take the information that they've provided it about you and incorporate it into their message. But the message is almost too natural. It, it It's very, it's sort of noticeable that, that a human didn't write this because it it's trying to fit into some trope or some um, um, right. pattern. You, you can tell the pattern and it's like, I, I don't think a human actually wrote this. It doesn't sound like a person is talking to me. It, it sounds like a theme that's been applied onto some information. Right. Like maybe it was authentic 10 years ago if you were the first person to say it, but now it's been said a thousand times and we're saying it once again. And it's like, shouldn't you be more aware of kind of how we speak in today's world? Right, right. It can, it can be maybe. either too formal or too informal. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, I actually have some comments about that a little bit later, um, you know, about that specific topic, you know, how we know it's, it's chat GBT. Uh, how, how was it helping them? It sounds like those are maybe some things that could hurt because, you know, you as being on the potential customer side, Jonah, and, you know, Brian, you noticing some of these things, how is that potentially hurtful? Are we said how it's hurtful? How is it helpful? You know, cause I've seen a lot on LinkedIn about, using ChatGPT and AI to create automation, you know, so what do you guys see that as, as helpful? What, what, what is it that, you know, we can use to benefit selling? Mm -hmm. Absolutely helpful in many ways. I think probably the most immediate way for us now is in terms of time saving. They're just straight up conversations or 
long form typing or written examples or, or things like that, where really ChatGPT can do a great job in filling in sections of writing or even just generating whole pieces of content, um, which does make it substantially easier for the people using ChatGPT to get that type of content out there. Uh, but of course, that does kind of lead to a discussion about, in my head, does that devalue that type of writing, right? If, if ChatGPT can just push it everywhere all the time, now is when you read someone's, you know, six page article, well, how much of that was actually them or did they pay, you know, 20 cents in GPT tokens to have it generated? Mm. And, and, you know, I remember seeing this early when ChatGPT came out, which is, hey, I didn't use it to send my emails, but I used it to get myself started and I was able to edit it to make it my own. Well, if everyone's doing that, then the, the structure is feasibly going to be very similar with slightly changed words here and there. And maybe that pattern will be intuitively identified by the reader. So, but like you said, it's a time saver. It gives you ideas. And, and we certainly used it in some of our internal meetings. Like we said, hey, how do we say this? Or what should we say? And boom, someone used ChatGPT and it was a whole new perspective. And I was not think none of us were thinking it. And we actually ended up using something very similar. So it, it does kind of, it's like an idea generator almost. It seems like it, it prompts and accelerates the kind of like word bank that you have available to then pick apart and make your own as you see the words come up. Would you say that's accurate? Would that, was that helpful from what you guys have seen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really good for content generators. So if your goal is to just put as much content out there as possible, then <clears throat> like that person you said, Jonah, who, who wrote a six page article, if they wrote a single paragraph and had it generate the rest of the pages, you, you could do that. You know, you get a lot of content out of that and it's based on your initial paragraph. Um, you have to strike a balance between your goals and your expectations with GPT. So it, it can generate lots of content, but it, it might not follow your intention if all you give it is a single paragraph. Now it's, it's going to follow it generally well, but like you said, with the interpretation, if we want it to, if we want it to interpret some content that we already have, it's very good at that. It, it can it can generate variations of like a sentence you give it, you know, or a, a paragraph or an email that you've written. It can give you different variations and different ideas from that. And also, how well you have trained it and asked mm -hmm. the right questions right. to get what you want, which we will talk about. Speaking of that, let's let's transition a little bit. Uh, we would like to present a segment today, which is Chat GPT cold call script versus human cold call script. So, what we've done is we have brought Brian and Jonah on to help us write a cold call script. Since that is the general topic of this podcast, we thought that with the advent of Chat GPT, we would see how it compares to the scripts that we write. It's super relevant and certainly a conversation we're going to continue. But I'm, I have not really made a cold call script from ChatGPT. And I know that Brian and Jonah have played around with it quite a bit. And so I thought what we could do is a segment where we would use the same content to write that we would write, uh, a cold call script for superhuman prospecting and give that to chat GPT with the, the, the same goals and objectives to see what it comes up with and compare them. So we're talking about all this stuff and how it can make it a change, but let's see how it actually does. I have no idea what this is going to sound like or what this is going to look like. So I'm very curious. So on our screen over here, we have uh, Brian and Jonah ready for the prompts. So what we've done is, in our script forms that we send to our clients, we have different uh, questions. So we have, you know, what is a general description of what you do? What are some pain points? What are the features, benefits, accolades? And then uh, we have those in chunks and then use that information for different parts of the script and use that as kind of ingredients that make it to a recipe and then a final baked cake. And that's what we're gonna do here. So we're gonna do the same thing with ChatGPT. 
So Brian has collected some of the same criteria that we have written our human to human cold call scripts with, and we're going to see what JetGPT does. So Brian, you ready? Yep. Yeah. So I, I've written the okay. prompt initially with yep. instructions telling GPT okay. to write a human to human cold call script, cold call sales script for the following company based on their form responses and the H to H methodology. So then I've provided it um, some of our H to H content. It's a summary of uh, what H to H is and um, the script responses from that example client, and then an example script that it can use. Um, so this is, cool. this is a very okay. large prompt. You might say okay. it has, it has so, a lot of information. Okay. So you've already inputted this into chat GPT's, uh, prompt, uh, uh, input area. And you, all you have to do is do, say, send message and it will calculate, like it's ready to go. Correct. Yep. Okay. Ready. So can you give us any example before you do that or any, any insight as to the the way in which the method in which you inputted this information, because it's a lot. So how did you know to say, write a human script? And then you have, it looks like you have a couple different kind of, uh, I don't know what those, what those official apostrophes. Yeah. Yeah. So, are. so if you, and then if you, you have, feel... so share with us what that means, share, share with us what those things are and, and what that stuff's going to do. Sure. Yeah. So initially what, what chat GBT is very good for is, responding to you with uh, responding to you based on instructions. So the first thing that that it reads should be an instruction. So that, that's what we've told it initially to do. And I've I've referenced uh, these the form responses and HDH methodology in the instruction. So what comes after that is a tilde tilde tilde. And it that in in code, basically that that tells it this is a code block. So it's just like a, a chunk. Um, and, and this first chunk is tilde, 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 the H to H information. And then we have, we have three different chunks like that. So it's H to H, um, the actual company information, and then the example script at the bottom. So once we, once we start this, it's gonna, it's gonna read those instructions and the content and do its best. And we'll, we'll see what it comes up with. Oh man. Okay. So this is great because you've also told it about the H to H method, which is just being released. And I don't know if chat GPT has that in its original database. So you are teaching it. So that was my, that was going to be like my, uh, secret weapon with ours. Mm -hmm to say, Hey, where ours is going to be better because of this, but you are actually teaching it H to H on the fly. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's it's part of our, that's part of our yeah. conversation, um, is going to be training how, how you can train that, how, how you can provide information if it doesn't already have it. Um, so. okay. So you have brought it to a new level. I love it for this, for this podcast, but I'm super nervous about how good it's going to be. Cause I well, thought I had, I thought I had you guys beat if, now, now we're really putting H to H and human script writing to the test. If it, if it has this information and doesn't do well based on your interpretation, then, then GPT's failed. If it has this, this information and does well based on your opinion, then take that as you will, that, but we'll see how it does. Yeah. Take that as, yeah. Then, then we have a different conversation on our hands. Okay, let's do it. Go. Three, two, one, send message. All right. So that, that is a lot of information. It might break, but it looks like it's okay. taking it all in. Oh, the message was too long. <laughs> oh, it was. Um, okay. Yeah. So too much so information. What, is it, what does that mean? There? Oh, it was. Okay. All right. So, so, so test one, failure to launch. Yep. <laughs> failure to launch. So, okay. Bring let it me back remove some to... information. To SpaceX launch pad. So can you, what's up? I was just gonna say, Brian, I sent you another prompt. If we want to test a non human to human information prompt, just to see kind of a general cold call script generation for our company. Um, I just sent you that and then we can, uh, 
use that to test and compare to ours. Okay, so let's let's do that. So you have can you let you can trim down some of that and try again. Yeah, I'll just Ryan, make or... a new chat for this for this prompt Jonas provided. Okay. Um, we'll just see oh, what it okay. does with a, a blank chat because because that one failed. Okay, so let's go up. Let's go up to the. Okay, so you just inputted it. All right. So it says write a cold call script for superhuman prospecting for a team of sales prospecting professionals built to support your in-house sales team. We focus on quality by hiring experienced SCRs. He's going to test it in thorough process. Every cold caller is trained and certified in the HTA sales script method to ensure consistently and quality. We create custom outbound prospecting campaigns focused on providing quality leads, opportunities, and sales appointments. Uh, okay. More information, blah, blah, blah. Spend less time recruiting, training, and managing sales development reps and more time growing your business. Our done for you cold call service provides a team of us based cold callers focused more on having quality conversations than just making dials. We specialize in custom scripts, strategies using our proprietary method. The method was developed after years of sales prospecting research experience and data gathered from hundreds of thousands of calls. Boom. Okay. I like that. So, um, a lot of the, the same features, benefits, you know, of things, you know, we didn't necessarily tell it accolades, but that's okay. We will consider that in the comparison when we judge, but it's, it's developed, it's ready. Yep. It looks like in that time it, it baked, it baked it up. Yep. It, it wrote out basically a, a transcript of how, how that conversation would go. Um, so I, I, I can start off if you want to read the responses, like, like you're a prospect. No, I can, I okay. can act I'll, like the client SDR. You act like the client SDR. I'll act like the prospect. I'm going to give ChatGPT the hardest time possible. Just, just be ready. <laughs> All right. Kidding. So Let's just go. so you're aware, I'm, I'm not this bad as, as a, a client SDR, but hi, this is Brian. I'm from Superhuman Prospecting. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Who is this? And what is Superhuman Prospecting? Great to hear that. I'm calling from Superhuman Prospecting, a, a B2B business development company. We specialize in providing outsourced cold calling and lead generation services. Our team of experienced sales prospecting professionals is dedicated to supporting your in-house sales team and helping you grow your business. At Superhuman Prospecting, we understand the challenge businesses face when it comes to recruiting, training, and managing sales development reps. That's why we offer a unique SDR Sorry, we offer a unique SDR as a service solution, allowing you to focus on your growing on growing your business while we take care of your cold calling and lead generation process. Hmm. Interesting. So it 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 took it took the information that Jonah provided and turned it into a conversation. No, well, it, it looks it, like if that was an opening information, it looks like it turned it into a monologue. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. That's not that's not much it, of a conversation. It, is, it turned it into a speech contest. I love how it says response and then it says you and has a paragraph and then it says after that paragraph's over it says you again. And then it says you again. So if we, okay, if well, we to wanted it to be more right. of a transcript, I, I, you could you could tell it in, in a follow up prompt. You could say write the transcript of a conversation where this would apply. So, so that's fair. So, okay. So let's, at the very end, let's read that it says, would you be available for a, what does that say? For a quick, what quick call this week to discuss. Okay. So it, it basically, it, it completed the objective, right? It asked to set an appointment, which I don't know if we told it to do that. So how about what if we, okay, that's fair. Okay. So to give chat GPT credit, we didn't, explicitly say that it needs to be more conversational or it needs to provide questions throughout the conversation. Correct. Right. It was literally just told, write a cold call script, which is very open-ended. Which is very open-ended. And I imagine if you said using the H to H method, it probably wouldn't, you know, it probably wouldn't do anything because it doesn't know that yet. So I guess you'd have to, I guess you have to, you know, ask some questions, you know, tell it to ask some questions. So could you do the same thing 
except like, what would you do, Brian, to change it using the same data about superhuman? Yeah. So the, the cool thing about chat GPT is we can give it a prompt and it gives us this response, but then we can, we can provide follow-up, follow-up instructions or follow-up information. Um, so what I've told it at the bottom here is to write a transcript of a phone call conversation with a prospect, which is sort of what we, what we want to get. Um, I could also include that human to human aspect. It, it wouldn't know all of the content that you've written, of course, but it could interpret that in a way to hopefully be more human natural in, in its conversation. If you'd want me to include the human to human tag. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it, let's give it a shot. Write a transcript of a phone call conversation with a prospect in a human to human conversation style. Is that what you would say? I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with style. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't sure what to say there, but we'll see what this does now. It, it should still be like, of course, a conversation. Good morning. This is Jane. Okay. Jane came out of nowhere. Jane from Superhuman Spot uh, Prospecting. How are you today? Uh, prospect says, hi, Jane. I'm doing well. Thank you. How can I help you? That's great to hear. I'm calling to introduce you to Superhuman Prospecting, a B2B business development company. And it tells, tells them what we specialize in, what our goals are. <clears throat> and it's it's still producing that, that transcript at the bottom. So it's giving us a... a a long conversation here. So it looks like our agent who is calling the prospect is just word dumping um, and providing lots of information. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if a prospect would stick around for quite that long to, <laughs> to hear uh, four paragraphs of, of content. <laughs> Could you tell it to, yeah, write a cold call script in a human-to-human -human style, asking follow-up questions after providing, you know, product information, correct value, and or add, yeah, I guess I'll have to fix that add and product information. Hi, this is Mark from Superhuman Prospecting. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do for you? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, this is good. So, okay, so what was the, I'll be the prospect again. Okay. So I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do for you? I'm glad to hear that. I wanted to follow up on our previous conversation and provide you with more information about how Superhuman Prospecting can support your business development efforts. We offer outsourced cold call cold calling and lead generation services, focusing on quality conversations rather than just making dials. Our team of experienced SDRs is trained in our human to human sales script methodology, ensuring consistency and effectiveness in every interaction. And that's, that sounds interesting. How exactly can you help us generate leads? Great question. At, at Superhuman Prospecting, we create custom outbound prospecting campaigns tailored for your specific needs and qualifications. We take the time to understand your ideal target audience and craft personalized scripts and strategies to engage with them effectively. Our goal is to provide you with quality leads, opportunities, and sales appointments that align with your business goals. Now, I'm curious, what, what is your current lead generation process and how is it working for you? Are you finding it challenging to generate quality leads consistently? Well, it's been a bit of a struggle. We've tried various methods, but it's difficult to find leads that are a good fit for our business. I completely understand. Lead generation can be a complex and time-consuming process. That's where our expertise comes in. By outsourcing your cold calling and lead generation to superhuman prospecting, you can save time and resources, allowing you to focus on other critical aspects of your business. Can you tell me more about the specific challenges you've faced with your lead generation efforts? Are there any particular industries or decision makers you're targeting? We primarily target decision makers in the healthcare industry. One of our challenges is getting through to the right people and having meaningful conversations. I see. Ooh. <laughs> Targeting decision makers in the healthcare industry can be challenging given their busy schedules and the competitive nature of the industry. Our team of experienced SDRs has extensive experience with B2B prospecting, including healthcare. 
We know how to navigate the complexities of reaching decision makers and engaging them in meaningful conversations. With that in mind, what would success look look like for you in terms of lead generation? Are there any specific goals you'd like to achieve? Our main goal really is to increase the number of qualified leads and ultimately close more sales. We're looking for quality over quantity. Quality over quantity is definitely a smart approach. Our focus on quality conversations aligns perfectly with your goals. By implementing (laughs) our customized outbound prospecting campaigns, we can help you generate a consistent stream of high qualified leads, highly qualified leads and opportunities. Our SDRs will engage in meaningful conversations with decision makers, ensuring that you connect with the right people who have the genuine interest in your offerings. Based on our conversation, it seems like our services would be a good fit for your lead generation needs. Would you be open to scheduling a discovery call to discuss your requirements in more detail and explore how SHP can specifically support your business? Yes, that sounds like a good next step. I'd like to learn more about how you can help us and seen. Okay. I think, I think that is closer to our winner. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. I, I, would have liked, I would have liked to see it ask for an email. Um, actually, I think it does. Oh, yeah, it does. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. I'll send you an email shortly. So that that's where you would get additional contact information and actually set up the appointment. Man, that was good. Okay. So I think those questions, I think what was probably the most... Uh, powerful to me were, were the questions that were being asked by you. And I think that those are really good questions. You know, obviously the responses that I had as the prospect were, you know, fit right to the, to the, to the T on how you would want someone to respond. Yeah. But at the same time, they were questions that I would want to take from here and probably have our team ask in the discovery questions there if we haven't added them already you know i forget the, which one was really good but uh you know just asking about what you're currently doing or let's see uh what would success look like for you what are specific challenges that you're facing those are those are really solid questions that obviously you know chat has seen in a uh has grabbed that from some information source that's got to be credible and I guess what, where where would they grab that from? Like, how do they know to answer that? Like, where where is this this AI brain take taking this knowledge from? Well, that that's a very good question. Um, it's it's been trained on basically in internet information, so a vast a vast array of human written content across the internet that includes every everything from science to technology to sales and scripting to healthcare every every possible human written content you could imagine has been fed into this thing up to up to i believe like um september of 2021 that that's why it doesn't currently have up to date information so it it doesn't really know about your h to h book yet but i'm sure in the future it will <laughs> yeah which, hey, as long as I got there first, I'm okay. There you go. All right. So let's let's go over to our – let's just go quickly. I'm going to open up – I don't know. Do you have access to the Clark Kent script? If you could open that up and just show us on your screen since you're there. And we'll, we'll just walk through quickly for the audience to hear what we have right now. And, and we're not going to go through the whole thing because that was quite long. But I'd like to just get a feel after – listening to reading chat GPT, what ours would sound like. And obviously this isn't a transcription, right? Like it's a, you know, this is a, uh, essentially just from the prospect side only. Did you get that link? Are you able to open that? I'm not sure if it went through there on Google meet. Yeah, you should, you should see that. See, see the script. Okay. Now. Okay. So if you want, if you could, if you can, please scroll down and we can show the starting at the quick prop of the consultative format. And if you are, you there we go. And what we'll do is just kind of walk through. And now that you've got that fresh in your mind using some similar information. Now, obviously it's not going to all be the same, but uh, if you can scroll down to the CCF 
decision maker portion. And we'll just start at that point because I think it's, it'll give us a little bit of, you know, right to the point here about it. So yeah, using our, our CCF, which is the consultative conversation framework, you know, essentially what we're doing is talking about, are you having some hard time? If you're having technical difficulties, I can, I can open up my screen. Would that be better? Yeah, it's just, it's just having a hard time loading. Oh, okay. So I will, I'll share mine. That's fine. Uh, and so what I'm going to do is just read it through using our consultative, which using our H to H method, there's four components. There's a quick prop, which is an opening statement, a hone in, which is a specific type of discovery question that we call a balance question. There's a bridge statement based upon if they say yes or no, a calling prop, and then discovery questions, and then a next step. So what we have here is, you know, I can read it. Hi, my name is Ryan with Superhuman Prospecting. We provide outsourced cold calling and appointment setting to companies across the United States to help them generate more leads for their sales pipeline. Are you using an outsourced lead gen solution currently to help continue growth or have you considered it in the past? So going back to our, our chat GPT beginning, what was the opening question? Do you remember Brian or do you guys have that? What was the opening question? That the said, hey, agent asked? Yeah, the first question from the SDR based on ChatGPT's script. Um, what is your current lead generation process and how is it working for you? Are you finding it challenging to generate quality leads? Okay. So, hey, that is... First of all, it's a very solid discovery question. So kudos to ChatGPT. I think that's pretty good. How would you guys compare ChatGPT to this right here? What's your first thought? I mean, I know you guys are in the tech side, so I'm, I'm just looking at it strictly from your perspective on ChatGPT, mm -hmm. gut reaction reaction they're pretty similar i kind of like the the brevity of the clark kent script better i think that's maybe one of the bigger differences between both the scripts to me is the chat gpt one is very very long and drawn out right like if you're having that conversation with someone in reality they're probably not sticking around wanting to hear your large paragraphs true true and that's fair. And I think that's something that we've found, which is something interesting to note, right? For a future conversation about the efficacy of these, of this script. And, you know, it's only as good as, you know, I've heard something about ChatGPT. It's only as good as the prompts that you write it. So are there ways to refine it? Are there ways to make it better? All right. So whether or not they say yes or no to our question, we say, so the way it works is we help companies generate leads and appointments to their sales pipeline by making outbound calls and emails to their prospects through campaigns on a month to month basis. And typically, essentially at that point, if we've heard some information from the prospect, we can cater the conversation going forward to differentiating feature, tangible benefit, outstanding accolade, if they have said something to cue us. And then right after that, we'll say a discovery question. And that's also based upon, you know, the response of the prospect. So what are you doing currently to generate more leads? What it, have you out, heard about outsourced call teams? Have you used them? We could even add, you know, what are the challenges? And so I think the difference with the H to H is instead of, you know, asking some of those questions early on, we're asking them later in the conversation. So I would, those questions are great that I think that ChatGPT wrote. It's just, I think a little bit, according to our method, what we found a little bit later, but still they included them. And then after that, it's the reason I'm calling is to see if you'd be available for a call, which is very similar. So let's, let's do this. How would you rank chat GPT on a scale of one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. I'm putting it at a, at a solid, solid seven, seven or eight. I think if you if you have no human to human training and you know nothing about the human to human methodology, and you you just want you just want a 
semi-effective idea of of how a sales conversation should go that that would be that but with with human to human you you do want to build some rapport with with the prospect instead of just instead of just giving them as much information as possible about what your services like ChatGPT did you you want you do want to have more of a conversation with the prospect and get feedback from them to see if to see if it's a good fit which once we prompted chat gpt it did begin to give us some of that i feel like we barely scratched the surface but you see the difference from our first prompt to our second so what do you think it is that you know you wrote in in a human to human style what is it that makes a gpt script human what is the difference would you say I think it might be trying to be um, more personal. So like, like I said, it, it, it did do like an information dump, but with that, with that conversation, it was trying to be more personal with the questions. Not, not personal in, in like a business or personal sense, but just. Like more individual. Yeah. Yeah. More individual. So Give any example, and I'm putting you on the spot with this, but what are examples of more personal individual versus not? If you were just to help ChatGPT without being human to human or personal, you know, how, how, what, what, what's, what makes something more personal, I guess, is my, is my question. I mean, I think, I think the discovery questions it gave are actually pretty good examples of that, where instead of just saying, we do this, Right. It's now like, okay, how are you doing this? So it really directs them and forces them to have a, you know, their, their own mind has to process where am I in relative to this company? You know, am I in this field? Do I need these services? It kind of prompts them to think about themselves instead of just hearing about your company. Ah, yeah. So, yeah. So it feels, it's almost the way it makes the prospect feel. It sounds like maybe it makes them, it feels as if it's more relevant or it's directed towards them specifically. Right. In some way. So, so what, why is it, what do you think about training them? My next question is, you know, why is it important to train? And you kind of answered it, but to kind of label some of that, why is it important to train at GPT? There, there are a few different ways you can train it. Um, there, there's, there's this relatively simple method that we used, which was just feeding the information in a, in a code block format. Um, so it immediately gets that context and that content that you, you intend it to have. So like you're, you're kind of programming the brain with your initial message. Um, but the, the slightly more advanced version is called embeddings. So if you, if you have your entire like H to H book as a PDF document, you could embed that into the ChatGPT API, and it would it would have that preloaded in its brain, basically. So it would have the full context of your book, and then you prompt it and ask for a response, and it would it would have that full content instead of us hitting our hitting our chat input limit that we initially did. Interesting. So this might mean. I immediately thought we might have to have an SHP tech team scripting sales podcast 2.0 because when the book comes out, we will have a PDF version for you to input. Do you think that would change that script? Oh yeah. Yeah. If if it had your entire book as its brain, then, then it could, it could probably do some, uh, do some good stuff with that. Some damage could be done for. <laughs> I mean, even without the book, currently, if we feed it, just say an example of one of our scripts, and we say, "Here's this company's value, right? Here's Superhuman and what they do. Here's an example script format that we'd like you to follow." It'll generate a script following that general format, so it can kind of mimic H to H in structure already. If you were to give it the whole actual book. 
it might be able to actually get a deeper understanding of why you do what transition and why you'd ask this question into this prompt and it would probably do a better job of developing it. Well, uh, well, you guys are definitely coming back for 2.0. I can see this happening. That's great. Uh, so great for the podcast. Who knows if it's great for, for our company. So let me ask you this question. Do you think this is starting to change it? Do you think that chat GPT will take over jobs of writers? That's a general question. That's pretty big too. I think it, I think it can take over, take over those writing jobs. Um, but I think there will be a natural reaction to that. I I think if, if all of the content that you see for blogs and articles are suddenly written, well, I mean, they already, lots of them already are being either edited or completely written by GPT. Um, if people, if people notice it, if it doesn't fit in or if information is wrong, then it instantly becomes untrustworthy. Lots of, lots of articles and and publications become untrustworthy. Um, you also have to consider, did, did someone prompt this article and did they not even read it? Did they just publish it immediately? You, you might you might run into completely false information like we've seen with chat GPT it certain models do like to hallucinate um, and just come up with information so you might you might run into that and then have a natural reaction from readers almost a, like a bug in it in some way so then that you know we're, we're winding down here but it kind of gives me a couple more questions, which is what do you think the limitations of chat GPT are and may, maybe kind of as it relates to the sales world, but in general, you know, but, you know, kind of within that, uh, from that perspective. Well, it's always immediately limited by the ability of the human who prompted it to give it the correct goal, right? Like when we said, write a cold call script, it had to assume what our endpoint was. It just said, okay, they kind of generally look like this, right? So if, if the human doesn't specify what's the goal, what's the point, what's the purpose, what the priorities are, it's just kind of going to generate something. So it's always limited by the human interacting with it, at least so far. Yeah, it is, so- it's currently a very dependent artificial agent. Um, it, it does depend very much on, on the human that's prompting it. Uh, we have seen some, some advances in independent agency. Uh, there's some experiments with auto, something called auto GPT, where it basically prompts itself and has it, has it reflect on its actions. Um, so that, that's, that's sort of in, in development at the moment. Yeah. That seems to be a bit of a self-sustaining type of chat GPT in a lot of ways, which gives me the next, the final question is, will chat GPT be able to replace cold callers? Now I, I've seen, I've seen some concerning advancements. You could say concerning, um, concerning advancements from Google. Um, and this was, this was like five years ago or more. They, um, they introduced a call agent that on, on behalf of a client called a salon and with natural language and a natural voice set up an appointment for that client at the salon. And the person on the other end didn't know that it wasn't a human. And that was five years ago. That was from Google. I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen anything about that here recently, but with, with a chat GPT brain, it, it could it could do some incredible things, I, I would think. Um, but that that's you still run into the problem of trust. If you have an agent that's doing that and it's it's following human to human protocol, the human human methodology, and sets up an appointment with someone, and they call it back. I don't know if um, 
you're, you're, you're not talking to a real, real person. So I don't know what kind of rapport you'd be able to, to build with, with a robot. Right. So it's interesting that you say that. Were you going to say something there, John? I was just going to say, I mean, imagine you call it back and it forgot your whole conversation. You know, it didn't store it in its contextual brain and it just goes, you know, hi, I'm Jeff. And it doesn't know who you are. Yeah, it, like, it might be it might be so focused on on selling you something or 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 working for whatever business it's programmed for that any any personal conversation might just like go back to being a business conversation. So I I, I think it might be difficult to build any personal rapport with that agent. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that example with the salon sounded natural to, you know, the, the receiver and they were able to set an appointment and no one knew, you know, but I can see how that is more mechanical. It's the equivalent of having maybe some basic emails being sent via chat GPT and really no one knowing. Right. Right. It, it was a, point, it was a very simple right. kind of situation. So the, the person at the salon, is expecting someone to set up an appointment. So it, it, that, that path of the conversation is, is really solid. Like you're not, you're not going to get something wild that, that the robot can't handle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have received calls from robots and I've gone down a couple exchanges before I did realize it. So it's there. It's interesting. I think on a cold call though, let, you know, you say at some point there's a rapport building and it would have nothing to base itself off of, you know, and I, and a cold call specifically, that seems more of a customer service scheduling call in a cold call specifically, there seems to be two things in my mind. And I'm curious what you think about this. And if, if there are advancements, I would love to hear this because I need to know this. You know, one thing I think people do is they, they want to kind of, uh, they want to regulate because of fear and not because, you know, they're, they're not willing to change. They just think it shouldn't be because jobs will go away. Well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's almost kind of a, a second mother nature, if you will. So I'm, I like to welcome that challenge. My, my question is when we're on these, if we're on a call with a, another human, the, the, one of the biggest things that we, we do in cold calling is we adapt to the market. And so I always tell our clients, a script never ends the way that it starts because you're constantly listening to what they have to say. And every week our account managers are adjusting the message somehow and retraining the team. So how do you think, will ChatGPT be able to take that information on, hey, if they said this question in a certain way, then, and the person said no, then would they know to adjust it to try and get a yes? Do you follow what I'm saying? Like if I say, do you have an information tech partner currently, or have you considered it? Or if, if I said, you know, do you have an IT company right now that you're working with currently? And they say, you know, yes, click. How would I know to change that to, okay, well, I think what's happening here is IT is a bit uh, of too much of a, a pattern that they're used to hearing and I need to change that up and say, Hey, we're an information tech company or, mm-hmm. you know, and just that word I knew based upon my awareness of their, their tone, the way they hung up, when they hung up and change that would chat GPT know to make those kind of changes. Right. AI at some point could, the thing with, with AI is that it's, considered somewhat of a, a, a black box and that, you know, f- for a human, when you think about, I mean, human brains kind of do the same thing, but it's like you interpret a bunch of data and you, something in there clicks with you determine as a decision to then make a different pathway in the conversation. Right. And with AI, it takes in a huge amount of data and it determines what its brain is. Right. That's like what people consider like the black box and the AI is like, you don't know how it decides what comes out next, but it learned through neural networks, uh, what, when it should change the conversation and how it should change that conversation. 
And so I think with enough data, you would definitely get an AI that would interpret like, okay, in hundreds of examples or millions of examples, you know, when someone says this, 80% of the time it ends up in this conversation path, which does not lead me to my goal. So then it'll learn to kind of tweak the pathways to get closer to the highest success rate of whatever its goal is to set an appointment or something like that. Yeah, it, it definitely can conversationally get there, but it will lose, it will have a real hard maintaining, real hard time maintaining that human element, which is just that I am just someone with my own opinions and you are someone with your own opinions. And maybe we can relate to liking the same football team, right? Like something like that is actually going to probably in my mind going to be the harder part for the AI. Like it could lie about it to be like, Oh, you like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. You know, it could do something like that. Um, you know, no, that's good. I was going to say that Brian said the ultimate thing is this trust. And that's actually the purpose of what we say a cold call is with our method. And it's trust in the product, the process, but one very key element that we're talking about here, which is the person. So the question is, will it's almost as if unless and i've heard this that there would be some regulation some opt-in regulation around the the phone call aspect to ai where the robot would have to ask permission because otherwise it's em em emulating a human being which is essentially a lie just before they even start talking I, I, I think it. I, I think it would be good for that regulation, um, in the in the long run. If if people know that that the conversation that they're ha they're about to have with someone on on the phone turns out is actually a robot, and the robot itself has to identify itself like that, I think that would be good, but also bad in the sense that if somebody hears that you you immediately lose trust because i i don't want to talk to a robot i want to talk to a real person so the whole the whole use of that goes out the window um instead of instead of having completely independent agents like that where you where you have a robot on the other end of the phone call that that is trying to trick you and make you believe it's a human i i think the the more realistic application of of this natural language interpretation is probably sentiment analysis live on a phone call. So you you will you will have I think there will always be a need for a human as the client SDR. I, I don't think there there will be, be people who try to replace SDRs with with these robot agents, but I think in the end with trust you're you're going to need a human. Um, but with, I think the application is that the robot could listen into that conversation and give the SDR tips and suggestions on what to do next based on the conversation. Interesting. Well, that I think is a great place to wind this down. It's uh, amazing insight from both of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, that was great. Uh, that that question's got me thinking. It's got me kind of the wheels spinning because, you know, it seems as though it's going to be able to do anything we tell it to. But going back to that question about trust and the the prospect being aware of that is is the kind of philosophical question of whether it's a viable channel without, you know, and, and, and the faster that they can add the regulation, the faster that they may work because it's like, all right, well, I know it's a, and it was the same thing we do. It's like, Hey, this is a sales call. Okay. Now I trust what this is all about. Go ahead. Right. Versus, Hey, if you, uh, Hey, are you happy right now with your current service? You know, are you, what if I told you that I could save you a million dollars this year? It's like, well, well, what do you, what's your, what's your shtick here? What are you trying to get across? Because I have no idea what you're offering me. 
I don't know what I'm saying yes or no to. It's the same thing. Hey, listen, this is a sales call. And this is what we do. We want to see if this would be a good fit. It's like, oh, okay. Well, it's the same thing with a robot. Same idea. So it's yeah, a great that's, point. It's, you know, that, that's a really good point. Um, one, one of the most realistic movie interpretations of, of an AI agent that I've seen is probably her. I don't know if you've seen her. Um, I have not. So that, but I've seen Ex Machina. I don't know if that's similar, okay. but continue. So yeah, sort of similar. Um, the 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 AI in her is an operating system that that is supposed to be really personal with with the the person it's talking to, and it's it's absolutely a, a, a like natural language conversation. Um, but that's a really good point that you bring up that we we do tell the prospect up front. Yeah, this is a sales call because we want to be honest and we don't want to lead them along on on some winding kind of trick. So it, it if the robot sounds completely completely human and says, "Hey, you know what? To be honest, I'm a robot, but this is also a sales call," <laughs> and and it sounds just like a human oh, yeah. saying that, that that would be that'd be interesting. That might that might build trust with the with the business. I don't know. It's very very interesting interesting uh concept that's exactly it's a great thought guys thank you so much for coming on scripting sales podcast i really appreciate you guys being here thanks for having me absolutely thanks ryan thank you guys and this will be available uh on all channels and hopefully we'll, we'll see you guys in chat gpt 2.0 